WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, it's Latif from Radiolab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radiolab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City. From WNYC, I'm Janae Pierre. Lawmakers in Albany will vote on the state's new congressional map as soon as Monday. But it'll ultimately be up to Governor Kathy Hochul to sign or veto whatever they pass. And so far, she's not revealing her hand. The next step is the legislature, and let's see what they come up with. And so I will not be putting my finger on the scale. The legislature will have to vote on a map created by a bipartisan commission. But so far, top Democrats aren't pleased with the proposal, including House Democratic leader Hakeem Jeffries. If the legislature voted down, its Democratic majorities could step in to make changes. But if that's the case, Republicans are vowing to sue. The Harlem Renaissance is the subject of a new blockbuster show opening at the Met Museum on Sunday. WNYC's Ryan Kyloth looks into one artist the show is spotlighting. When I asked Duke University art historian Richard Powell to describe the work of painter William H. Johnson, he said, Well, uh, I'm pausing because it depends on which William H. Johnson artwork you're standing in front of. Powell says Johnson moved to New York as a teenager in the 1920s. And over three decades, Johnson's style evolved dramatically, from classical portraiture through French Impressionism and German Expressionism, onto something almost like folk art depicting Harlem street life. My answer is that William H. Johnson produced an amazing array of artworks that walk us through modernism in world art, with a focus in particular on Black culture. Powell hopes the Mets show will bring renewed attention to Johnson's career. You can read more about William H. Johnson and the Mets Harlem Renaissance show at our news site, Gothamist. An undercover investigation into housing discrimination on Long Island has resulted in penalties for some real estate agents and brokers. More on that after the break. On this week's On the Media, does the rise of X signal the fall of traditional right-wing outlets? You don't have to have this website and a link that people have to click on. You can just say stuff and you can get attention. You know, you don't need to be Breitbart to do that anymore. Also, what does decolonization really mean? On this week's On the Media from WNYC. Find On the Media wherever you get your podcasts. New York's Department of State is stepping up enforcement against housing discrimination on Long Island. In recent years, the state has punished real estate agents in Nassau and Suffolk counties for violating fair housing standards. Many of the agents were discovered in an investigation by Newsday. The three-year-long undercover probe found widespread unequal treatment of would-be homebuyers. 
WNYC's Michael Hill talked with Newsday reporters Maura McDermott and Jonathan Lamantia about their newly published database that breaks down which real estate agents have been penalized and their offenses. Jonathan, Long Island has a history of housing discrimination and segregation. Would you set the scene for us? What led to this investigation? Sure. So in 2019, uh, Newsday published this investigation, which it called Long Island Divided, um, in which it had paired testers. They would pair a would-be white home buyer with a black, Asian, or Hispanic home buyer, and they had them meet with real estate agents. And the findings of that showed that in 40% of cases, uh, there was some unequal treatment between the paired testers. So what we've done now in 2024 is looked at how the Department of State took on these cases and, you know, imposed some discipline in in certain cases um, against some of the agents that were named. Here's a part of a recording taken by a white person who was posing as a home buyer in 2016. They asked the real estate agent selling homes in Syosset about the best school district on the island. The agent says Huntington, but tells the tester he wouldn't want to live there. Huntington is a mixed neighborhood, residence-wise. Residence-wise? You have commercial, you have residential, you have white, you have black, you have Latino, you have Indians, you have Chinese, you have Korean. Oh, population, ethnic distribution. Meaning United Nations. Moore, there was some back and forth about what kind of punishment the agent should receive. What ultimately ended up happening here? Ultimately, that real estate agent's license was revoked. And of the 15 cases in which the state did hand down discipline for the agents who were named in Long Island Divided, there were three cases where agents' licenses were revoked. And that, of course, is the most serious penalty that the state can hand down. There were seven instances in which licenses were suspended and five agents were fined. In that particular case, why was the license revoked? In that particular case, the license was revoked because of the inappropriateness of those comments that were made. And the comments were not made to the paired tester. Those those comments were made to the white tester. How rare is it for state government to take this kind of action against real estate agents found of broken anti-discrimination laws? Well, what Newsday's analysis found was that in the four years before Long Island Divided uh, was published, there were only four cases in which real estate agents were disciplined for fair housing violations. In three of those cases, there were fines, and in one case, there was a reprimand. However, in the four years since then, there have been 40 cases of discipline that have been handed down in fair housing cases. Here's a clip of a real estate agent with Remax Beyond in East Meadow in Nassau County, whose case was dismissed. This is what she said to a white tester in 2017. Well, when I send you the houses, they have the school district on it. And again, I'm not allowed to steer you. Right, right. But you go on, and I'm not going to send you anything you want to unless you don't want to start your car to buy your craft, unless you just want to walk up the street. Wow. Well, in case that was hard to understand, the town she refers to is Windanch, and she insinuates the tester should only move there if she wants easy access to crack. Would you lay out this case and what led up to it ultimately being dismissed by the judge? On appeal, this agent's license was suspended until she completed a fair housing course, which she did so the day that she was was notified of this. The appeals officer found no evidence of discrimination or steering in this case, but found her comments um, inappropriate and troubling. I'm wondering, is the kind of punishment that's handed out, is it really up to the discretion of the individual judges? 
So the individual judges who are, you know, administrative law judges from the Department of State and then an, mm-hmm. an executive uh, appeals officer um, who's deputized to take on that role, you know, they're in charge of licensing real estate agents. And so the standard for issuing a real estate license and for agents to hold those real estate licenses is they have to be trustworthy and competent. So if there's evidence that they are uh, untrustworthy or incompetent, you know, that's the standard that they're going on on whether to take any action against these agents' licenses. Now, you've spoken to experts in the field. I'm curious about what are they saying? Do New York's fair housing laws and their recent punishments go far enough in their opinion? So what experts have told us is that they are, of course, glad that the law is being enforced. They're also glad that there are new laws to address housing bias, including a law that imposes new license fees on real estate agents that have uh, funded a $3 million fair housing testing program that's now being run by the state attorney general's office. They also say that they would like more to be done. One suggestion that we've heard is that just like mortgage lenders, real estate agents, they say, should have to collect and report data about the demographics of their clients so that their practices can be monitored. There have also been suggestions that there should be more affordable housing in a wider range of communities so that communities will become less segregated over time and also that there should be efforts made to attract a more diverse group of real estate agents to the industry. As I listen to you talk about this investigation and we started this segment talking about how Long Island still has some of the most segregated communities. Is it any wonder that this segregation still exists as widespread as it is on the island with these kind of practices? You know, I think a lot of people would be surprised by the extent to which segregation does still exist. On Long Island, Newsday's analysis in our 2019 series shows that of the almost 300 communities on Long Island, most Black residents live in about a dozen of them. Uh, This segregation goes back a very long time. I, you know, Long Island, of course, was one of the nation's first suburbs, and Levittown was, uh, you know, one of the first of those suburbs on Long Island. Uh, and when Levittown was first started after World War II, there were restrictive covenants that limited the occupants of the houses there to members of the Caucasian race. So it is something that is still very much a factor in the day-to-day lives of Long Islanders and people living in other communities across the country. That's Moore McDermott and Jonathan Lamantia, two reporters from Newsday, talking with WNYC's Michael Hill. Thanks for listening to NYC Now from WNYC. Shout out to our production team. It includes Sean Bowditch, Amber Bruce, Ave Carrillo, Audrey Cooper, Leora Noam Kravitz, Jared Marcel, and Wayne Schulmeister, with help from the entire WNYC newsroom. Our show art was designed by the folks at Buck, and our music was composed by Alexis Quadrado. I'm Janae Pierre. Have a nice weekend. We'll be back on Monday.